0: Randy, and this is Kim. I'm from Texas, and I listen to your show all the time. And I've had a tremendous amount of marital problems. My husband and I we argue a lot. We have almost went to the divorce state, and I just don't know what to do.
1: Hmm. You Ever feel like your marriage is there, just kind of on the brink, or you feel stuck in the rut? Whatever word picture represents where you are well there's hope today if you're feeling that way uh, we got some good news We we'll give you some encouragement and some better news from kim who started the show she decided husband to focus on the power of one thing in a marriage i'm dr randy this is from the intentional living center along with stephen and jennifer and gino and the rest of the team welcome to the show today and if you want to leave a comment on marriage or something you hear a thought an idea maybe something you've learned we'd love to hear from you we're in this community together all you have to do is call 888 1717 and uh, leave your story, your comment, or your question. We love hearing questions because we use those on the show. So whatever you're facing, you got a friend here at the Intentional Living Center. And just before we get back to hear the rest of Kim's call, just a reminder that the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Night is now just um, a couple weeks away, a few weeks away, March 1st in East Lansing. Uh, we're completely sold out. Uh, people have been calling. I'm sorry. All the tickets are gone. But in Auburn Hills in Michigan, north of Detroit on I-75, we'll be there Saturday night for the same Intentional Love Marriage date night, 7 o'clock. Love to have you come be a part of it and uh, bring some friends with you. Limited seating. And uh, we don't want to say, well, we're sold out. I hope you'll call right away or go online, rather, to theintentionallife.com. All right? All right. Let's hear the rest of that call from Kim?
0: I have been doing the 30-day challenge, had some marriage issues, and started just thinking that I needed to start working on myself. That was what my prayer time was, and I started working on things I could do for my marriage, one of them being hugging my husband because I'm not a very affectionate person. A second one was to start complimenting him more. And then, of course, the last one would be to look at him when he's talking to me and put down my phone. The result of all that challenge is that he has responded amazingly and now wants to hug me, uh, compliments me, and now he does the same for me on most of these things and just does a lot of things just randomly for me. So it has worked tremendously on our marriage. So I just want to thank you for everything you do, and I greatly appreciate it, and I encourage everyone to do the 30-day challenge.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Kim, for telling us your story. Listen, a couple things Kim did. She recognized to back away from the brink. She had to do a couple things. One is she set a time limit, say, for the next 30 days, I'm going to do things different. We keep doing stupid things expecting we're going to get a better result. We keep doing the same thing in our relationships over and over. If things aren't working well for you in your marriage, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you change what you're doing. You think, well, Randy, it's my husband or it's my wife. They keep doing the dumb things. I'm trying. Listen, you do for the next 30 days the next right one thing. You do it uh, with the right intention. You do it with the right motivation. You do it like Kim did it and then see what God does. And so I'll tell you what, you need some encouragement if you're on the brink. I'd like to open the phone line, guys and lady. Okay, I'd like to open the phone lines and ask some of you to call in and say, hey, here's one habit that I changed in my marriage. Or maybe a few habits, some love habits. These are some things we changed and it made all the difference to our marriage. Or you say, I do know if this was one love habit we would change, it would change our marriage. What would it be? There are people listening, maybe you today, and you need just that word of encouragement. Here's one thing you can do that would make a single big impact in your marriage. Like it did for Kim. Her marriage was saved. She changed how she responded to her husband. She changed her habits. She did it for 30 days. It made a difference. I believe this. This is intentional living we're talking about. Phone line is open, 888 if you've had one love habit or a few love habits that you said, "Hey, we just we got rid of the ones that weren't working, and we put these in place, or I put these in place, and it's made a difference." What is it? What were they? What are they? Or one that you know would make a difference? Phone lines open. Stephen's gonna take your calls. I want to get you on quickly, so call quickly. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen is the number. Triple eight, triple eight. 1717. All right, got a question. Let's go to Jennifer. Jennifer is on the line in uh, Georgia uh, with a question. Go ahead, Jennifer.
2: In my relationships, especially with my spouse, I would like to change me appreciating him more instead of looking at everything that he does and then I wish he would change. I'm very critical and I have a control issue where I always feel like I have to be in control because when I'm not in control, I feel like things are going to go bad and it creates a lot of problems in my marriage. When I was younger, there was a lot of things that happened in my life that I had no control over at the time. And I think I developed this attitude that if I'm not in control, bad things happen. So it's just a pattern of me just keep doing it and keep doing it, and I eventually it's
0: going to get easier mm-hmm.
1: for me. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Listen, Jennifer, I think your call is uh, a, a clear reminder that we can get into these bad habits and we keep doing the same thing over and over. If it's criticism or if it's feeling like I have to be in control, and sometimes we have to just get above it. We have to get high enough we can kind of see ourselves and look in on ourselves and our marriage and our patterns of communication and say, you know, if I tweak that one thing, if, if I could just stop doing that and make this a new habit. I mean, this is the way, if, if you've got a weight problem, you know what it is when it comes to changing habits with eating. Changing a few habits can make a big difference. Some people say, yeah, I'm going to get rid of sugar, or I'm going to get rid of... Uh, you know, eating after, after dinner at night or I'm going to add exercise and they add just a few new habits to their life and, and the, those habits become revolutionary to their health. The same thing works in your marriage. You can change your marriage if you change your habits. I believe that. And so you're lighting up the lines. We're going to get to your calls here right after the break. What's a love habit that has changed... Uh, or helped or improved your marriage or one that you know would okay 888 1717 is the number this is intentional living
0: at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson, you'll reconnect with your spouse all over again.
1: Our spiritual plane allows us to have these connection points, so the more connection points you can develop in marriage, the better. It says that opposites attract, but similarities and connection points are what bond.
0: Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night to find out how to form a bond with your spouse that will transform your marriage.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Randy Carlson. You'll have a lot of fun. i promise as we learn together the secret to an intimate marriage. Join me for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night as we explore God's intention for your relationship as a couple.
0: Time is running out. Get your tickets today for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, March 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Auburn Hills Christian Center. For tickets, go to TheIntentionalLife.com right now. That's TheIntentionalLife.com.
1: Hey, thanks for that reminder. Coming up in just a few weeks here at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, as she mentioned, coming to Auburn Hills, Michigan, north of Detroit there on I-75, for our Metro Detroit listeners to the new 93.1, and all across Michigan. I hope you'll come and be a part of it. Our East Lansing Conference on Friday night sold out a week ago or so, but I hope you'll come to join us in Auburn Hills on Saturday night, uh, March the 2nd. We're going to have a great time. Love to have you be a part of uh, this experience as we talk about marriage, about what is intentional love, how does intentional living make a difference, how do your experiences from growing up in the home you grew up in impact how you view your marriage, how do you develop uh, realistic expectations, how do you deal with reality. We're going to have a good time. It'll be fun and a learning time. Love to have you be a part of it. As I mentioned, there's limited seating available, and boy, we don't want you to miss out. This is a great opportunity for ministry as well to bring some other couples with you. Uh, the tickets are available today. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. That's intentionallife.com, just two weeks away from the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. All right, talking about marriage today. Marriage is on the brink. Hope you're getting some encouragement. Uh, let's go to JC, who's on the line in Michigan. Uh, so JC, uh, welcome to the program.
3: Hi, thank you. Appreciate
1: your call. What about habits? What are some things you're working on?
3: Um, well, before, when I would get angry, I would hold it in, um, just kind of let it build up. I wouldn't want to talk about it. Um, and my husband could always sense that something was wrong. So lately I've been working on sitting down and talking to him about how I'm feeling, even Mm. if it's something little that he wouldn't think is important. If it's bothering me, um, I'll talk to him about it. He can help me through it. And it's helped us be able to open up with each other more. Well, um,
1: yeah, so, so did, did you I, hold back? You just felt like it wasn't worth sharing it or wasn't that important?
3: Yeah, or it was silly or something I shouldn't be emotional about, you know, so I would just kind of hold it in, and but then it would bug at me and I would just be grumpy the whole day and he would be like, what is bothering you? <laughs> you know, and, and finally I just realized I'll tell him and he will either just hold me if I start to cry or we'll talk through it. and. Or he'll say, yeah, I know what you mean. That would bother me, too. Or so, it's, it's
1: And what really difference healthy. has it made in your marriage?
3: Um, well, we can open up to each other more, even on a day-to-day basis, um, little things that, you know, will be like, oh, well, that bothers me when you, when you do that. Or, um, oh, that's, I love it when you do that or something. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to share those little things. Um, and it just kind of brought us closer together. That's so. good. So you've, yeah. you you've
1: developed a love habit to be short accounts if you got an issue bring it out, get it on the table and discuss it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he, even if it's my own issue that you know has nothing to do with him, if it's drama with a friend or whatever, I can talk to him about it and 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 then it's not just building up inside of me and he's he's able to help. So That's
1: good. It's been great. All right, thank you JC. Glad you're listening to Michigan today.
3: Yes, thank you. No, I
1: appreciate it. Day. Thank you. And uh Rainbow from Arizona um, is doing one thing, I think, as well. Rainbow?
3: Hey,
4: Intentional Living, I just wanted to say thank you very much to Dr. Carlson's program this week. It's especially meaningful to me.
0: For a long time, I've said we don't understand each other. Sometimes we don't even understand ourselves, and I believe that that's the number one reason for problems in our relationships. So thank you again for this program you're airing this week, and I want to thank you again for everything you do. You have no idea how significant your program,
4: your counseling, and your teaching, the truth, and helping us to understand ourselves better. Thank you, and God bless all of you.
1: Mm, all right, head, heart, hand. Maybe you don't know what that means. You know, we're all different. Some of us process, we're head people. We process things, you know, we like bottom line facts, figures, not emotional based, head based. Some people are more emotional based. That's the way God wired you. You deal with things and feelings, emotion. And by the way, both of these can be good and bad. Some people are hand people, don't don't bother me with the facts or don't bother me, I got a problem, I'm going to fix it, just get it done. Some people are just very focused on activities, checklists, and getting it done. And of course, the healthiest is to have a balance of all three. And so learning to balance it and understanding that you may be a heart person married to a head person. And if that's the case, you need to understand how to communicate their love language and the, the words that matter to them. All right, Melissa's on the line, also in Michigan. Uh, Melissa, welcome to Intentional Living. Thank you. Appreciate it. What, what have you learned about love habits and marriage?
2: Well, actually, I've been married about 14 years, and um, about two years ago, I finally made my husband my best friend.
1: Hmm. How'd you because do that? It?
2: Well, it had always been my mom, and um, I, didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with that. It just was comfortable. She and I get along so well, and she's so easy to talk to, and she, whatever, but there was a huge connection with my husband that was missing. There were times that I would share important things with my mom, and not even realize I'd forgotten to share them with my husband. Hmm.
1: And how does that make your husband feel?
2: Well, I'm sure it always kind of hurt his feelings, and you know, I think it made him resent my mom a bit.
1: So when you'd have a concern or a problem, you're more likely to talk to your mom before your husband?
2: Yeah, and if I could get out of work early, I'd want to stop at my mom's and have some tea and visit. Um, Instead of hurrying home to my husband and kids, um, I just—I had my priorities
1: wrong. Did she sense it too?
3: Oh,
2: she—I she didn't mind it because actually, when when it took some counseling for me to figure this out, I I wish I'd figured it out on my own. But when I had to let her know that I've got this wrong and it doesn't change how much I love you, but I've got to put him first now, um, it hurt her feelings. You know, she couldn't help it because. she could feel, you know, that we were pulling apart. Um, but it's, it's so necessary. It's so necessary in a marriage.
1: What difference has it made to your marriage?
2: Um, it's huge. and it's, it, so of course, I wish I had foresight, but I don't. So I can look back and see that I never had the relationship with my husband that I should have had um, because he wasn't my first.
1: Yeah. But you do now. I do. Yeah. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, You know, I think, Melissa, that ties into my intentional minute today. Some of you heard it on the radio or saw it on Facebook. It was on the uh, verse in, in Genesis 2.24, leave and cleave, where God's intention is that a man and woman, when they get married, would leave and cleave. That doesn't mean we ignore family or don't connect with family. It doesn't mean proximity as much as it does having the intentional focus being on uh, the family, that God has put the two of you together to be one flesh, not only physically, but emotionally, relationally, vision-wise, for, for now and, and for the rest of your lives. And so the fact that you woke up to that, that's really what you did. You, you really decided at some point, leaving and cleaving didn't mean that I have to ignore my mom or not love my mom, but it, it made the focus of saying, hey, I better be connected with my husband, this is my priority, and uh, you, you put first things first. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's intentional living. See, intentional living. If you're new to this whole thing of what is intentional living, what does this mean? What we believe is that God. do only believe it's what the Bible says that we're made in God's image. God is clearly intentional. We live in a non-intentional world. We live in a good-intentioned world without follow-through. And in the in the process, we fail. To meet the potential that God has placed in us By not living an intentional life Which means I do the next right one thing I develop the kind of habits in my life Not to be perfect please But the kind of habits that will make my life better The lives of others better And allow me to fulfill my purpose here And in the process Decluttering my life of those things Which will keep me from being where God wants me to be Bottom line Okay let's take a quick break Get back to Glenda and Georgia Hang on Glenda We'll be with you in just a minute This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. You know, maybe we talk about our primary love language. Let's say our primary love language is acts of service, and we don't feel that from our spouse. We're not feeling that the acts of service are something they're giving to us. How, How can we in our own life be mature enough to understand that another person may not speak my language, may not understand it, may not be mature enough, or for whatever reason, and not be offended by but accept whatever they're doing as, a, as an act of um, their love language to us. Does that make sense?
5: I think it does. I think when, when they're not speaking your love language, the natural thing is to feel hurt, feel empty, and to be and to accuse them or criticize them. Uh, but if they know the concept and still don't respond to you, you if you realize there are five different ways and they are speaking one of those languages. So I'm going to give them credit for it. I remember I was speaking in Angola prison. Every man in there was in there for life. And I said, I want to try to explain to you why you either felt love growing up or you did not feel love. And I shared the love language in that context. At the q and time, a young man stood up. And I judged him to be about 30. He said, I want to thank you for coming. Because for the first time in my life, I finally understand my mother loved me. He said, You gave those languages, and I knew physical touch was my language. My mother never hugged me. The only hug I ever remember getting from my mother was the day I left for prison. He said, but you gave those other languages. And I realized my mother spoke acts of service. She she was a single mom. She had two jobs. She kept food on the table. She washed her clothes. And he went on, and and by this time, he was crying. And he ended up sobbing, and he said, mama loves me, mama loves me, mama loves me. Wow, I cried when I I got to that point. Uh, So yes, if we understand that, we can give them credit for what they're doing, even though it's not in our language. And it does give us that deep sense. They do love us, they're just expressing it in deep
1: that's Dr. Gary Chapman. He's the author of the Five Love Languages, a book that's been out for a while, quite a while. Impact a lot of people. And I told the team that I wanted to make this book available to all of our new members here in February for a couple reasons. We think of Valentine's Love Month, but more importantly, that for your marriage, these these principles are powerful. In fact, for your life, for your relationships, these five love languages. And so we're making it available for all of our new members, those of you joining to be part of the Intentional Living Community. Uh, in monthly support. And also, I I talked to Gary. We did a uh, FaceTime on on the computer and recorded it, and it's gone up on our exclusive site that we hold just for our member club, those of you who are supporting the ministry with all of our teaching from the last couple of years, and we put new things up there for you. It's uh, on demand for you. And so we'll make that available as well as you join us. So come and be a part of Intentional Living. want to get the five love language book to you, and maybe you've read it, share it with others, read it, share it with others. Yeah, Maybe it's a small group discussion. It's a pretty powerful resource for you. You can join us today. Just come on over to our website where you can get all the information at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Click on Donate or if you'd rather talk to a real person, live person, no artificial intelligence, but real intelligence, <laughs> you could call us during West Coast Business Hours at uh, 888-888-1717 and press number two. I'm chuckling because we got a really smart team here. And uh, I'm sure they'd love to talk to you and pray with you if you got a need and and uh, welcome you to the team. Again, 888-888-1717 during West Coast Business Hours and uh, press number two. Fair enough? All right. Uh, We appreciate your support. In fact, your support's making a difference, not only hopefully in your life, but the lives of others. In fact, take a listen to Linda as she shares about herself and her husband from Alabama.
2: Hi. The one thing that I find that has helped me since I've been listening to Intentional Living is how to adapt with the Lord's help to my husband's Parkinson's. I apply this... One thing is tell him how much each day I love my husband and thank the Lord that I am here to see him through this disease. I thank Randy Carlson for helping me to see that.
1: Thank you, Linda. We're glad to be a part of the team doing this together. Thank you for sharing the story because our members make that possible. Really do. Triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. Glenda from Georgia. Welcome to the program, Glenda. Hello. Appreciate it. It says here you were married for 47 years, or been married 47 years, and 40 of those years was a Cold War. What does that mean?
4: Well, it means we were existing together. We Neither one of us came from divorced families. We were intent on staying together, but it was like we were peering over the cliff. Mm. And... um There came a time, my mother broke her back, and I was away from home a long period of time, and I kept asking God, "What? how how do I fix this? And what I began to pray every day was to help me see my husband as God saw him and to help me love him like God loves him. And that has been such a tremendous change in our relationship. It's like we're newlyweds.
2: Hmm. It has
4: been amazing we're both strong-willed but he buries his, his you know his will but it's it's there it's defiant but mine i i blurred it all out so <laughs> what i'm working on now the the intentional part of my life now is to not feel like i have to have the last word and that has made such a difference when i can do that when i can actually do that
1: mm. So you've been over these last seven years, you made a decision at some point in these last seven years to say I want to understand my husband and I want to love him the way God intended me to love him.
4: Yes, because I you know, I I thought that if marriage was going to be, you know, the white knight and the horse and sweep you off your feet and if he loved me, he'd do anything to make me happy. Yeah. And that's a crock. <laughs> mm. So God has just taken me on this journey of getting to know my husband and to see things in him that I never saw in the flesh.
1: What changes have occurred in his life as a result of this? Anything?
4: Absolutely. He uh, he is more tender towards me. Before, it was like we just didn't even talk to each other most of the time. But now he uh, will—well, he bought me a new set of wedding rings, and the thing that made the difference— to me, was the fact that he had his ring resized because he had outgrown it and hadn't worn it in years. And he had it laying on top of the new set of wedding rings Christmas a couple of years ago and wrapped that up. And it just, I mean, it, it just was everything. It wasn't the rings at all. It was the fact that he was saying to me, I am making a new commitment to you.
1: Wow. You know, and so, we affect each other. We affect each other. In fact, I, I wrote a book, Starved for Affection, and I talk about the fact that we affect, effect and affect each other. And it, it is in so many subtle ways, Glenda. I mean, you, you have a wake-up call. You decide to change how you're behaving and responding and trying to understand your husband. Um, and that that one significant change and then changing your habits, look at the impact that had on your husband. I mean you could have had seven miserable more years, but you chose to make a difference and you've had seven better years, it sounds like.
4: And it's getting better every day. I want to grow oh I'm seventy, but I want to grow to eighty and ninety and be like, you know, what I thought it was gonna be like.
1: Mm. So, well we got we got some young women and men listening who've been married or maybe just a few years, less than seven. And if they can learn, if we can learn this when we're in our 20s and 30s and practice the things we're hearing today and be intentional, when you get to be 70, you can be calling in like Glenda and saying, hey, not only did I have seven years, but we've had, you know, we've had 37 great years because we chose when we were back in our 20s to be intentional and understanding each other and loving each other intentionally and developing the kind of love habits That'll make a difference. And every marriage is going to be a little different. Every person is a little different. And so knowing your spouse well enough to love them the way that they need to be loved. And that's, that, that's what makes a difference.
4: I don't think that anybody can possibly go wrong if they pray every morning before they get up, Lord, show me my husband like you see him mm. and help me love him like you love him.
1: Yeah, powerful. Hey, Glenda, thank you for calling. I'm glad you're listening. How are you doing in Georgia today?
4: Uh, I have been listening probably for the last 20 years. I had to drive to work. I'm now retired, and that is, you're the only, uh, FLR is the only radio station that I allow in this house. There you go. I love, I love me some Jesus music.
1: There you go. Hey, we're glad to keep bringing it to you, along with our Intentional Living Ministry. I'm glad you're listening in Georgia today, Glenda.
4: Thank you. For having right.
1: day. God bless you. We, we are blessed. All right. We, if you just joined us, it all started with Kim deciding to be intentional in her marriage. And she said she backed away from the brink by making a change and doing the next one thing, that love habit. And those things made a difference in her marriage. And that's what we've been hearing today. Any part of today's program, it's on demand at our website. Go to theintentionallife.com. For our team here at Intentional Living, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next time.